Even all, this is episode 52 and it's for chatting podcast and uh, this week well there's some real excitement because we've got some signing news to bring you uh, and certainly one very good signing I think it's fair to say. <laughs> At least one yeah. Yeah. We'll touch on the others, the others as well but. Yeah you've got to be got to be balanced but some excitement certainly um, and uh, quite a lot of stuff has happened uh, signing wise across the league we'll look a bit at how the, the clan team's shaping up what we think's left signing wise and stuff and uh, we've also got a, a new what's more likely section we'll just call it that for just now uh, and explain it when we get there I suppose all sounds all sounds great in my books. Even uh, even Fife are making signings now. This is this is to that stage. Yeah, this is when it starts to get a wee bit worrying. So we thought <laughs> we might as well make a podcast. Plenty to discuss as usual. Absolutely. So um, I think we'll we'll crack straight in because we'll start with the three three clan signings in uh, chronological order. I think because there was a. I don't really remember before as ever having a three and three nights, do you? Signs? No. Was it in three nights? Three and three. Oh, no. Well, okay. Actually, it was three in a week, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, I think because we, well, we've not recorded for a couple of weeks now, so I think one signing was was that week and then the other two. Or maybe one was at the start of the week. Could be. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Let's see. Specifically. Specific. <laughs> Specifically, specifically. Nah, enough, enough of that shit. Um, so the first first signing announcement was a guy that uh, knows the Elite League and we know him well. Um, it was Mikael Lidhammer, who is a Swedish forward, previously played two years in Dundee and then a, a season in Guildford before last year going to Romania where he had a, a successful, a very successful season, albeit probably not quite the same standard. But uh, a guy who, before signing for Dundee, had played all his career in uh, Sweden, between uh, SHL, Alsvenskan and Division 1. So, I mean, a, a, certainly a, a solid signing I think a, a good career and uh, I always quite liked what I saw from him I thought he was a tenacious kind of guy who managed to put up points for Dundee and was one of the guys in that team that you thought was uh, probably more of a standout than others yeah I would agree I think he's, his time at Dundee certainly did stand out there um, don't particularly remember a lot of him from Guildford but I think maybe you know just sort of hidden away there with the um, the other guys on that team and just the, the points that they can that they rack up I guess kind of he's kind of a wee bit uh, sort of forgotten uh, in Guildford but definitely two seasons in Dundee definitely definitely stuck out and, and as you say SHL experience there as well uh, about, about 140 odd games in the uh, Swedish Hockey League so I found more than that but 
Um, so he's obviously he's been at the the highest level. He's played there. I always think that. See when you see when you go into elite prospects and the the players get a wee get a wee blurb. Yeah. I always feel like that's that's the mark of a good player. <laughs> yeah. We Ulf Anderson gives him a a <laughs> shout out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just by like going by that, Littammer is a speedy winger who plays a gritty game. Is good on the forecheck, likes to play a physical game, always works hard. So I guess that's kind of the ethos that that Fitzgerald's looking to bring in. Um, and I think you know you could probably see that already from the guys that have come back and uh, and the newer signings as well. Yeah, that's a, a good point. That actually that he fits what we think. Uh, we're trying to build for um, next season and uh, yeah I think he'll do well I think as you said in Guildford we'll be playing a bit of a different <coughs> sorry role it's hard exactly to tell where he'll play with us he, he's not going to be a, a first line guy so maybe second or third um, but certainly I think his experience here and uh his, uh, his previous career kind of stats and stuff it's it's going to be I think quite a good signing for us we've had a few decent Swedes in the past and a few not so decent ones but I think I think he's going to be one of the good ones yeah I would agree um, I guess I guess though my, my worry would be that he's a he's a Jared Hansen replacement um, obviously not signed with anyone yet, so I don't really know the situation there. But obviously, being a being a Swedish forward himself and a kind of similar mould to that, um, you know, is that going to be the case? Do you think? Or? Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, in terms of what what we've got at the moment, I mean, there's nothing to say we can't replace a, a North American import with a, a European one. So it's not it's not anything that's sort of set in stone. But yeah, yeah, quite similar players. Again, no, it's it's hard to to deny how much we'd probably want to see Hansen back. Um, if he's not and he is the replacement, well, yeah, he's he's got a lot to live up to. But I think he has he has got the potential. But I think yeah, definitely would be great still to see Hansen back in there because they'll both. I think they'd both have bring slightly different things. Um, yeah, I say Lidhammer's. Probably a wee bit more offensive-minded, certainly in this league than Hansen was, but uh, yeah, nah, I'd want them both. But we'll see what happens there. Um, but a good start to the one out of three was good, anyway. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you know, obviously, last year as well. Um, don't really know how that how the stats kind of work out there. So, so what does he end up playing eighty-one games last year? Because that seems like a lot. Looks like it, yeah. But then I guess you sort of look at NHL and they play that that amount of games, so it doesn't really... Like, players can do it, kind of thing. Um, I just wonder what kind of toll that's had on them uh, coming into this season, but um, can't argue with his, with his points return there. Yeah. Um, 99 points from 81 games. Yeah, I wouldn't be worried about about the, the number of games he's played I think guys who've had a career like that normally tend to be 
kind of fit and ready for the start of the season. So, and again, you could say it's maybe not quite as high a level. So, in the same way, that will reduce the, the toll that it takes. I think. Um, I don't really know the situation how that worked there. They obviously changed leagues. The team that he was in. Or so, it, so it looks yeah. like because that was the team that Cody Carlson and Sescon was it played for. Uh, no. I think, and uh, yeah, so I don't know, but I, I'm confident that he'll be absolutely good to go. Yes, um, the second signing of last week was again another forward, a bit younger this time, Nolan Laporte. Which I have to say is a pretty cool name. Uh, yeah, it's definitely something. It definitely is, yeah. 27 year old, 5 foot 11 right winger who joins clan from Atlanta Gladiators in the East Coast League. A guy without a blurb, so that's maybe an early warning sign. But uh, having played a few seasons East Coast League and one call up to the, the American League. I think, again, quite promising. Uh, a decent few years at uh, Western Michigan University. And uh, the, the impression I get of this guy, again, is sort of maybe what we thought of a Tansky-type player from last year, but with a bit more offence to his game and probably even a bit more of a Connolly-type niggling side. Uh, although, obviously, not quite the same, the same numbers there, but Another Fitzgerald type signing. Yeah, no, that's an interesting point. Um, it's a it's a good comparison to make there as well. Um, I think you're probably right with the kind of gritty side of it as well. Uh, seems to be that that sort of player. Um, you know, it's over a hundred penalty minutes last season, and you know that doesn't really tell a, that doesn't really tell the story, but. Um, 52 games, I guess, yeah, so it kind of evens out a wee bit, but um, yeah, he's obviously got that, that kind of niggly side uh, to his game, but it's not it's not been the case that he's he's had a lot of penalty minutes, um, you know, kind of throughout his career, there's been, there's been years where it's been pretty low as well, so yeah. um, I guess it just depends what kind of role he's going to play, and uh, again, just sort of how Fitz is going to utilise him and he's still, you know, 27 as well so definitely seem to be seem to be signing a few younger guys this year as well Yeah, uh, exactly that I think, I believe he was on the Washington Capitals set up, but like you say it's the, the penalty minutes isn't for me really a worry it's changed over the past few years, it's been, it looks like he's sort of playing in different roles but Still, nineteen goals and nineteen assists is a a fairly decent return if you're talking about a guy who's just playing a, a sort of grinding role. So I think he's more than that uh, from that indication. And obviously, you have to you have to have something to to have an American League call up. I see him maybe fitting in again, second or third line, getting in guys' faces, and then if he can give us some some scoring production, then. That's really what you want, but I think by the look of it, I'm getting, yeah, like you say, the, the younger side, but also more of a, a scoring spread, which 
in some previous seasons we've lacked we've been really quite reliable on one or two guys and I think that makes a huge difference if you've got five or six guys who can put up a, a decent amount of points with one or two standouts yeah I would agree that's a good point as well um, obviously we know how much we've relied on uh, likes of Pitt and Becker the last couple of years and uh, even before that as well so um, yeah it, it's good to see as well bringing in these guys that can that can play a different type of hockey as well um, so they, they can be used in different situations as well so they can you know take the, take the pressure off the top line guys if need be and uh, and also do a lot of the sort of the gritty side and sort of tracking trying to puck down and putting pressure on the, the defence and stuff like that so um, yeah, I mean it's it's all kind of coming together quite nicely so far, I would say. Yeah, I, I quite like it. I mean, the, they're not. We'll get on to obviously the next signing, but certainly up to that point, um, there's not really any disappointing signings, so to speak. It's hard to put guys into that category, but you know what I mean in terms of yeah, um, somebody you look at and you think ah, this just isn't doing it for me at all. I think. Everyone so far, um, obviously we know the guys that have been brought back, we know what they can do, but the new players, I think, the the large percentage of them, you can sort of see what's happening with them, um, which is good, starting to see a bit of a, a shape forming the team, so um, yeah, all positive, and I guess that, that brings us on to Friday night's news. And that was um, that we'd signed a guy who is probably, I would say, one of the best forwards to have played in the league. I don't think that's too bigging him up too much. No, I would, I would um, agree with that. And it's uh, Matthew Wah who has come out of what was apparently retirement last year uh, to sign for us, a guy who played four years in Sheffield and was definitely regarded as if not the most dangerous but one of the the, the top goal scoring guys in the league and before that captain at Florida Everblades for three seasons again putting up huge numbers there um, but this guy had been heavily rumoured I think it's fair to say as coming to us he knew Zach Fitzgerald, obviously, from his time in Sheffield, and Scott Pitt and Matt Becker from Florida. But, uh, you know, rumours can often just turn out to be total pish, really, in this league. So, until I think the sign was confirmed, it was never never quite the excitement that you wanted. But I, I'm really properly buzzing for this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, like you say, played with Pitt and Becker in Florida along with what, half a dozen other clan players or ex-clan players as well Yeah, just seems to be the, the go-to team but uh, yeah was captain there um, for three years um, like you say put up a good number of points there as well so I, I always remember watching him at Sheffield thinking if there was anyone in the league that I would want to have on my team that would be him so to get to eventually actually manage to sign him, um, you know, it's just 
it's a great, uh, it's a, a pretty great achie- achievement from, <laughs> from yeah. Fitzy, I would say. Yeah, like, no, I would say it's his best achievement yet. You know, to be able to talk a guy like that out of retirement and, you know, get him to lace up again and and come over, back over to to the UK and, and play again is uh, really good. I'm just really excited to see I know, definitely. Um, there, there was a few, so one of the first concerns obviously was uh, his fitness. So I think due to his style, style of play and stuff, um, he did not return for the second of his year's deal that he had in Sheffield, I think. And, uh, you know, it was, it was framed there as though he was retiring to sort of rest up the body and stuff and that that was... Uh, his last season in hockey. I think from the interview he did with Craig Anderson, it just seemed like the career move that he made didn't really work out. And from what he said, I'm fully confident that he'll be 100% coming in. So the, the fitness concerns aren't really a worry for me at all. Although I think a lot of other fans across the league have tried to emphasise that how did we? How did we get him if he is fully fit type thing? Yeah, um, I don't know. It's a tricky one to answer that. Um, obviously, Fitzy played with him uh, and built built up a good rapport with him uh, at Sheffield. So, you know, it's not it's not entirely about uh, you know sort of going to a bigger team for for these guys. Um, he's he's won a couple of a couple of trophies over here. Um, with Sheffield and uh, and then East Coast uh, trophy as well so I don't think you know it'll be sad coming back sad desperate for silver work and I think but well unless unless our ambitions are really high for, for the next few signings but uh, I don't yeah. see that happening No I mean they'll always say that though I mean a lot of the teams uh, the players do say that we are one of those teams that will be competing for silverware and realistically we know we're not really going, we're not really going to win the league but I suppose it's kind of nice to hear but um, definitely the relationship with Fitzy and Pitt and Becca obviously to maybe a slightly lesser extent I think is underestimated a bit um, it's, a, it's a good place to play from all accounts so I think he just one of those guys that missed playing and he wants to be back and he's got a good offer so I'm just glad that, that we've managed to get him I mean he was um, a real sort of thorn in the side of every team to be honest yeah. he he scored the goals most of his goals I think can't have been far from a few yards from the net I mean rebounds yeah. redirections uh, sort of tap-ins um, Jam, jam in the puck under the goalie type thing, with the odd very good. Not that he wasn't one dimensional in that sense, but he got a lot of those goals, and that's something I think we lacked, have lacked for a while. Um, although we've yeah. we've had good goal scorers, we've not had somebody that that's constantly in there scoring those kind of goals. Yeah, I would agree. Like he's like he's he's a leader as well. Um, and again, that's good to have, especially on the forward line. Um, you know, bringing in guys like that, uh, 
who I, I would assume would be a top line centre for us, with with probably Pitt Becker. Depends what's what's happening, obviously. But you know, averaging over a point a game uh, in his time at Sheffield, so we know he's a big signing, and uh, just really looking forward to seeing him. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that because he's not actually a centre. Oh, of course he's not. Um, so that kind of leads us on to the next bit we're <laughs> going to say, but just not quite finished yet with, I think we need to spend a bit more time on this guy, you know. Yeah. But as you said about a leader, um, we mentioned before I was looking at potential captains. This guy is one of them, I think. I think he's definitely a potential captain, although uh, I'd still maybe put Tansky ahead of him just because he's played for a year here. Uh, yeah. yeah. N- not in what I want. I would I'd be perfectly happy for Watt to come in and be captain, but I just think the experience on the team and stuff, he would be not come straight in and, and be the captain, but definitely a, a leadership guy. Still only 32, that's not that old. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to get his points, that's for sure. And I, I think, though, if he's not top line, he's second line. He's, but I, I'd pretty much predict he's our go-to guy for uh, most situations. Andy plays, you know, he's a kind of guy who played penalty kill, I'm sure, as well at Sheffield in times. Yeah, he's quite versatile, aren't Yeah, committed both on D and forward. So you're getting a lot more than just a, a goal scorer there. And it's, yeah, it's really, it's as exciting, I think, as we've had a signing for a couple of seasons. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, I don't remember if he was, was he captain at Sheffield? No, I think it's been Jonathan Phillips for the past 50 years, but... He would have definitely been a, right. if he wasn't an assistant, I'd be surprised. But yeah, um, just well, because it, normally tells you really personal, but it's not, it's not getting anything there. Yeah. So that uh, that is quite surprising for me. I, I think he does have the the leadership qualities I needed of a captain, or if not, assistant captain. Uh, and I think that will probably be the case. I think he will be one of them. I, I reckon yeah. Tansky's probably yeah. Probably the captain, I would say. Yeah, I mean, there's there's this um, stereotypical phrase about um, the whole team being leaders and whatever, and not all leaders wear the letters, and that would probably be spot on if he wasn't a guy that was an assistant in Sheffield. Um, it just strikes you as that kind of guy, so really seems up for playing and stuff, um, and that he'll, he'll be in. I'm sure he'll enjoy it here again. So, um, Sheffield will be dreading the first time we play them because he'll be desperate, I think, to get some goals. Uh, as soon as the fanfare about him being the king and whatever else that they had him as is over, they'll give him a warm welcome, but then he'll be looking to, yeah. to get stuck in, I think. Yeah, I think so. And again, just to finish off, he's, he's not somebody who you would say breaks the mould of the signings we've had so far um, still a, a gritty kind of physical type player um, 
although just in a in a different way. So it's still really fitting in, but yeah, proper buzzing for this. And I think um, I think the likes and stuff that we had on the tweets sort of indicated that as well. I mean, Lisa Hunter said that now that is a good sign and can't wait to see him play. Is it not August yet? Which I think is pretty much shared by everyone now. So roster wise, I've just taken a look. We've currently got two goaltenders, five defensemen, and nine forwards. If you compare that to last year, so full roster last year, two goaltenders, six defensemen, which is pretty standard anyway. Uh, unless you're going teams that are going with seven, but if we're assuming Fitz is a genuine emergency cover, uh, then I'm pretty sure we'll be going with six. Nine forwards means we're four forwards off where we were last year. I'm counting in Haywood to that, so that potential leaves another three, and I've got Howlett with a question mark. Uh, potential, so assuming Haywood then you're maybe looking at three more forwards to come in and if Howlett then that's two left to come in and uh, by my calculations one of them needs to be a top centre because we've only got Pitt, Peacock, Haywood at the moment as our centres. I mean I'm saying Haywood, we're just assuming for now obviously. Uh, Have you seven that? He's having a testimonial match that he's Yeah, you pretty much assume he's going to be here, but uh, I think Pitt, Peacock and Haywood being your centre. Tansky can play there, but for me he's not going to... Well, he's not your top line centre, so I think there's a gap there for a top centre, and I think you've obviously then got one more winger who, again will probably have to be a pretty much top end guy, judging by the, the rest of the roster. So uh, that's that's forwards and then I realise I'm getting on a bit here, but uh, obviously the one D slot that we've talked about as well. Um increasingly likely probably it's not gonna be Wilson. So um somebody else to come in there, but uh getting there certainly getting close to, to our full team. Yeah, getting there. Um, obviously, question marks about Gary Russell as well still. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, for, a, for a backup netminder to, to challenge John McLaughlin. But, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think another defenceman certainly needs to come in. Maybe somebody with a bit more experience. Forwards... Yeah, uh, assuming Haywood will be there, um, Howlett, I don't know actually. I would like to. I would probably. I would like to see Howlett back, but um, <clears throat> not sure. Not sure on that one. Uh, and again, other ones we've discussed as well. Uh, Hanson potentially um, would be one that I would. I would like to see back. Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, it's kind of, yeah, we'd, we'd probably be looking for another another top guy uh, to come in. Uh-huh. Um, we're not going to go as, as far as to do lines, but certainly um, 
what we think in terms of the ability and stuff. Obviously, um, Waz going to be up there, so are Pitt and Becker, and then you've got a a selection of other guys who are not top line, but can all sort of mix and match. I would say between um, doubt going down lines, and then uh, yeah, so so leaves gap for uh, one or two big names. So I, I think. Well, not big names, we know what it's like, but uh, I, I certainly don't expect them really to be inexperienced or young, kind of untested guys, put it that way. Yeah, no, I, I don't see that. I don't see that either. Um, we'll just, again, see what happens really, but in terms of, um, in terms of defence, I would like somebody a bit more, somebody a bit more experienced. Um Forwards, I think we're probably okay for for that in terms of experience. But you kind of want um, not big name guys, but you want guys that uh, are sort of proven track record and are, and are still hungry and want to do well. Yeah, yeah. The the defenseman here, I had a note about um, probably a stay at home type guy to use the phrase last year as well. Incidentally, we only had one right hand. Uh, shot defenseman that was Sully. Um, at the moment we've got three left and two right, so uh, a bit more of a balance there. And then yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with forwards. But I'd expect with there being you know middle of July, not too long until August, and then you're you're trying to get everyone in for the preseason games. So I think over the next two to three weeks, I think by that point we'll probably be just about complete um, and then it'll be exciting to, to see them all here but um, certainly I'm not worried that we're not going to have a full team or anything that uh, like you see other other teams in the league whatever but um, yeah it's, it's it's exciting I think it, it's looking good elsewhere in the league then because I think we've we've really covered most of what we need clan wise uh, as we always say, we'll fire through, but we end up getting stuck. But this time, we are firing through. Um, Cardiff did their, their usual wee um, sort of event where they announced a few re-signings. And that saw Myers, Dixon and Pope returning, as having played last year. Uh, and they also signed uh, a couple of guys one of which maybe is worth a bit more of talking about and that's Blair Riley from Belfast yeah. although I think did we we talked about him last time didn't we so yeah I don't know we didn't really know where he was going at that point um, right. I think it was a, it announced that he was that he was oh, leaving yeah, Belfast but yeah. uh, it just wasn't confirmed where he was going but that's again another another really good signing from from Cardiff again just uh, keep building year on year yeah adding to what they've got really um, and uh, Finnish forward Massey Mariamaki who um, again I mean you, I've n- never seen seen him play but um, there's not really too much to say about Cardiff other than they, they bring in good players so he'll fit in there they, they don't really tend to 
change many guys. So uh, I think it's it's more news when they bring in somebody different than it is uh, anything else. To be honest, um, yeah. I think as well it was announced that Mike Hedden was going to the East Coast League. So quite a, a fair loss there. He was really a top player for them. Um, so, that, so they'll be losing him but apart from that really more of the same I expect and they'll carry on where they left off as ever yep uh, Mike Mike heading back to the States <laughs> he is he absolutely is Tear <laughs> uh, up the uh, Jacob Doty yep uh, Alan Americans is it yep uh-huh. yeah so uh, certainly scored his fair share of Tidy goals when he was here heading, um, so yep. he'll be heading for heading for more points there. Guilford extended the contracts of Jordan Apt and another guy we know really well, Ben Davis, who was sort of rumoured to be going elsewhere, but he's returning there. Although they've not really announced that Guilford are not big social media users, but I don't think they'd announced that from what I'd seen. Um, only really elite prospect although it's easy to miss stuff that they announce because it's not there's no real fanfare it's all just yeah effective on the ice to be honest Um, but yeah so so two there and no new signings for them as such the the most recent contract extension was Danny Gauthier returning to Fife for his third season maybe Um. But I mean, we need to mention a wee bit about this because the the signing announcement has probably been the most talked about thing coming out of Fife social media for years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the worst signing announcement uh, I think I've seen on social media, and it's not even a it's not even a stretch to say. No, it was it was a crime watch picture that they put up. Um, <laughs> Which is disappointing. If I was a Fife fan, I think I'd be disappointed there. He's been one of their top guys, I think, for the last two years and somebody that they really wanted back. So to yeah. give him that is, uh, you know, it's not it's not good, really. Uh, I don't know if he cares about it or not, but um, you'd expect a bit more there. And even if it had to, to wait a bit to get something half-decent out, then it should have. But it was sat was it a Saturday morning or something that came out? A I'm bloody just, picture like that. It's just that it's just it's not good. Yeah, it was uh, early early Saturday morning. There was no build up either. I don't I don't know if Fife do that kind of thing, but the picture itself is just just looking at it again. <laughs> it's really bad. It's it's so bad actually. They usually have a wee sort of set your alarm clocks type thing, so I don't yeah, know what's I don't know what's going on there, um, but nah, it's it's disappointing. I think I had sort of joked about did they do that intentionally, but I think there's there's no chance really there. Um, no, because they rectified it later on. Yeah, with a better picture. Yeah. Yeah. So not 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 good all round, and well, hopefully that's. Um, a bit of a sign of their season to come. I hope their season's as good as their social media this year, but I'm sure they'll pull out some half-decent team from somewhere at the last minute, as they always seem to do. They, they also lost 
Ricard's Burzins, who's uh, gone to Latvia, is it, I think, where he's, uh, I think yeah, it is uh, anyway, that's where he's from, so he was a sort of fairly steady guy, not really much to say there, but um, yeah, they, they need to step up their, their signing game, that's for sure, they're quite far behind, um, but they seem to do that, that's how they seem to do it, so each to the run and all that. Um, elsewhere, I'm just going to pick out some signings uh, or some transactions that kind of interested me. Pither has moved from left Nottingham, gone to Freiburg in Germany, and obviously he'll be joining up with Pete Russell. So uh, we'll see see how he does there. But he was he did all right for Nottingham, I think. Few big goals, so um, I don't know. There's a lot of fanfare about them not being too happy with the team they're putting together, but I'm not so sure about that. I think they're always got decent potential, um, especially with a guy with a name like Danny Fick coming in. Yeah, uh, we we discussed that. I stumbled across Danny Fick and and his name. Maybe changed the first letter of each name and you swap it around you get Fanny Dick <laughs> and that's what he might be <laughs> well, at least you know what to shout at him now. yeah exactly he won't he won't realise that, that that's as big a a deal here as it's going to be so that'll, uh, that'll surprise him maybe um, what else have we got uh, well, there's, there's quite a few actually, but uh, Bouchard has left Dundee. He was injured for the second half of last year, um, but I thought he was really good when he when he did play. So that's a big loss for them. Uh, David Rutherford leaving Belfast again, total arsehole of a guy it seemed, um, <laughs> and maybe maybe Belfast are happy to get rid of him. I think. There was maybe some sort of rift going on there. Um, he's, he's away to Leon, so um, they're losing a lot of their um, title winning team, but I've got no doubt they'll, they'll replace them. Yeah. Um, in actual fact, they have brought in a very decent looking defenseman in the shape of Matt Pellick. Who comes from Villacar, I think that's Austria maybe. Um a guy who I'm pretty sure has got NHL experience, so um when you can bring in guys like that then uh, you know that there's probably not too much to worry about in terms of compiling a roster. Uh, Josh Pitt leaving Sheffield. Uh, Robert Farmer leaving Nottingham, unknown where he's going yet. So yep. interesting to see. Rumours about him going to Germany. Uh, George Golovkovs. I always liked him at Milton. He's joined Nottingham. I think he'll be pretty good there, although maybe it wasn't the case of a, a standout guy in a not-so-good team. Not sure. Yeah, it could be. Um, James Bettauer has joined Sheffield from uh, Germany. Again, Decent looking player there, defenseman. Um, what else have we got? Big news wise, Mike Hammond 
leaving yes. Manchester. That is a big one. Again, a guy we know well. He's going to Germany. Uh, he's a big loss for, I would say, the league and Manchester. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would agree as well. I think, uh, you know, his, his points totals speak for themselves, but, um, you know, just an all-round kind of classy player and, you know, we kind of picked him up from seemingly nowhere um, and just kind of exploded onto the scene here. So, um, obviously, it's... it's that's been noted throughout Europe and uh, hope, he does, hope he does well uh, as well or if not better in the DEL2 as well Yeah, um, that's Corey Nielsen's team I think isn't it, who's ex-Nottingham coach yeah. and he teams up with Darcy Murphy um, Is that right? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, yeah that's, so, so you can see where the connection is there um, Corey Nielsen working with GB team coaching staff so uh, he's maybe convinced Hammond to, to make that move um, so he'll, I'm sure he'll do quite well there and we'll see see where he goes from there uh, good luck to him but I think big loss for Manchester he really did guarantee them points um, Charles Corcoran who I liked at Dundee just a, a young guy one of Pasha's Scouting finds has moved to Lyon in France, so kind of surprised at that. I sort sort of expected a guy like that to maybe stick around another year or two, but obviously a decent chance there to move on. Um, Joins David Rutherford. He does at Lyon, yeah. Yeah. Moussa Dembele as well. He joins him there. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Kind of maybe potentially in his place they brought in Colton Crocker Crooker from Mount Royal University. Um, so, I mean, it, it really is a case of waiting to see with these guys that Pasha finds, but normally gets one or two good ones. Um, Aaron Brocklehurst joins Sheffield, defenseman from EHC Linz. Again, quality looking player. I don't think. They're really, they've not taken their foot off the gas when it comes to recruitment yet. I mean, they've, they've got a lot to make up for, obviously, but um, they're going about it in, in the right way from signing these kind of guys. Yeah, definitely. Adam Hughesman as well, Manchester. Yeah, right enough. From Bordeaux. So, not, not Tommy Hughes, but Adam Hughesman. <laughs> Man. Eh... <laughs> Nottingham have also signed a, a young guy, which in a way is a bit of a surprise. They don't really tend to do much of that. Dylan yeah. Malmquist from University of Notre Dame. Um, so we'll see how he gets on there. It's, as I said, it's not really a, a route that Nottingham tend to take, but maybe with the lack of success in recent years, they should be looking a bit more about that. But what am I really to say? Um, no idea. Who, who am I to say, yeah. Um, Evan McGrath is not staying at Sheffield I think he had a two year deal but he won't be back um, they'll probably be looking top grade there although I thought he was at times one of their better players in a poor season um, and then finally Jim Phillips big Jamie Phillips comes in JP. to the Coventry net 
um, and as goaltenders go, he looks looks pretty solid. Yeah, he does. I'm just uh, getting a look at his stats here for the first time, but um, pretty decent save percentage overall uh, in the East Coast League. Um, couple of short stints in the in the HL as well, but um, again there overall, uh, pretty good save percentage there, um, and kind of. Uh, throughout uni as well playing the NCAA there so uh, that's obviously a really good a good level there as well uh, so yeah I think he's looks to be a good a good addition yeah I've got a quick on the spot for you here um, go for it who would you rather him or Colleen uh, given that I've, that I've seen Colleen well, I've not seen any of this guy then Probably Colleen, you would need to say. Yeah, it's hard to low eight. This guy definitely has a good number, so he's got potential. Yeah. Just because no, I, no, I knew you weren't the biggest Colleen advocate. Um, <laughs> no, nah, no, I just... <clears throat> obviously, that that one game. Uh, <laughs> but it does, it does stay with you, though. It yeah, does. no, it does, it does. It does. He's got a few people to prove wrong, I think, that's for sure. And it's, yeah, it, it, it is quite worrying. Um, you know that he can have games like that, but we'll see. Yeah, no, we de- <laughs> we definitely will. As ever. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get Jamie Phillips on the line just in case we need him at short notice. Um, That's it. But you never know. Um, right. So uh, something that you well, this is completely you came up with this idea. Uh, the what's more likely game. So we're going to play that now. If you want to. Explain the the basic rules, Tavra. Sure, we can do it. Um, so basically, I well, I basically stole this idea from an NFL podcast, wasn't it? Right. Um, so if you know that, then you'll know what this game is. It's just basically you, you you give two you give a couple of scenarios, and then so hand it over to the other the other guy. In this case, you, Sam. Yeah. Uh, to determine what's more likely out of the two scenarios. Okay, so as I said before we recorded, I've got quite a few scenarios here. Some of them are quite good and some of them are just daft, but uh, maybe one or or two of them are just complete shite, but we'll see. Um, You want to do like um, one each kind of alternative type format? To start, yeah, yeah, we can do. Um, although I think you've got considerably more than I have. Right. Okay. So we'll, we'll see how far you, we get you down. You make a start. You make a start. Right. Okay. So uh, my first, I'm, I'm going through the list to see which ones I'd noted as <coughs> um, serious favourites. So I'll start with one of them, and then we'll maybe get daft towards the end. Right. Um, is the EIHL more likely to have good publicity across the pond for a positive incident or for a negative incident? You've, you've really went, you've went in the deep end there, that first one. I have, yeah. I was thinking uh, like the, the Colton Fretter ban type incident or the, like the, the kiss cam thing that went on at Sheffield and all that. There's a lot of bad stuff. 
Um, maybe not so much good, but that was my, my first thought. Yeah, um, that is a good one. I'm, I, I would say it would be a positive that will make its way across this time because obviously there's been a lot of sort of promotion of this at like the LBGT uh, Q stuff, which has yeah. sort of been happening recently. Um, and that's obviously um, some positive news and drives home. The fact that you know, kind of ho- hockey's us a all inclusive sport and uh, it's kind of open to everybody. So I think that's uh, you know something good that happens. But you know, if you look, if you look at the other the other side of the coin, you could argue that it's probably more likely that <laughs> a negative story would make its way over because because people just want to read about negative stuff more more than positive stuff, don't they? Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's in in general. Yeah. So I think the the combined answer is we want it to be a positive thing, and there is a lot of good stuff as you've said. So if it is something like that, then that'd be great, and hopefully none of the none of other shit. Um, because obviously you've got the well, I mean last year as well we had that incident in Fife with, uh, you know, Lyndon Springer and. and Select few other Manchester players, um, which I mean, I, I don't know if that makes its way across the pond, but just in terms of that kind of thing still being in the game, uh, and you know, still there still can be big bands that occur. Um, although overall, obviously, you would you would say that it's a fighting aspect is kind of going out of the game a wee bit. Yeah. Yep. No. Good. Good stuff. Good start. So basically, I can't choose. <laughs> okay. Now we just we we'll zigzag then. So I'll yeah, go. yeah, on you go. Right. Um, what's more likely? Ben Bounds moves away from the elite league at the end of next season, or Mike Hammond returns to the league. Nick Hammond returns next season. Yes. Or or at any. So point. after after a year. Right. In Germany. Uh, I'm gonna to have to say bounds goes, and I'm and I'm basing that on uh, that I don't expect him to to really drop his level this year. And if he obviously GB stayed in that top division, so you know he's going to be the centre of attention again in the World Championships next year. And even if he's seventy five percent kind of level of what he was uh, at this one I think somebody's just going to have to take a chance on him um, he obviously enjoys Cardiff and um, they're uh, really offering him a, a decent package clearly but I think they won't be able to retain him if he keeps up that level and I, I think he will um, and Hammond I think we'll do well there and maybe we'll get a chance at a, a DEL team maybe not quite that level but uh, I think it's it's more likely he'd want to try his hand at different places in Europe than come back here next year so I'm going I'm going with Bounds No, okay because um, I think obviously we'd heard so this off season that he'd, that he'd maybe had one or two offers there um, but we don't know how so concrete they were, and uh, you know if that was the case, 
would he have moved? Um, so I, I don't know. I guess you're sort of thinking it from that from that point of view. You know, a, a lot of teams have well have seen him uh, this year in the World Championships and, and how well he played. So um, you know, going going on that, would they have offered him a contract on the back of that? And is he is it the case that he's turned it down to to stay in Cardiff? Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's hard to hard to say exactly, but I just I, I can't see them sticking around for uh, his whole career if if there are other options there. Um, you know he, he's won a lot here and stuff, so that that would be my thought. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's see what we're picking. Let's find another semi-serious one. Um. Okay. What's more likely, the return of Edinburgh or Milton, or, sorry, the return of one of Edinburgh or Milton, or a London team? Let's say, like, let's say in the next few years, rather okay. than ever. If it's strictly between Edinburgh and, and Milton, I don't think either of them will be back, due to a variety of reasons. Also, I don't really know how likely it is that there's going to be a London team within the next few years. Um, I've just not really, I've not heard any more about that in the past year or so. Um, you know, you can you think back to the kind of chat that the clan were going to they were going to have this arena. Yeah. Um, but outside Brayhead, and obviously that's never happened. So I don't know. I don't know if it's just some speculation or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's probably more likely that there'll be a London franchise than Edinburgh or or Milton coming back. Yeah, there might be uh, a few other teams more likely than Edinburgh or Milton, and some of them will be new to the league potentially. So. Bit of a yeah, a bit of a slightly left field question there, but I thought I'd throw it in anyway. No, that's good. Right, my my second one is again. I think most of these are kind of player based for me. But okay. So what what's more likely? Gleason Fournier has a similar points total at the end of this season, or Ben Lake has a similar points total. Oof, good question. Because obviously. <clears throat> Two different kind of players. Yeah. One of them's staying at Cardiff and the other one's yeah. moved to Belfast. So Yeah, and and I think uh, <clears throat> sorry. I think Lake is potentially gonna have a harder job doing that because he's not gonna be the number one guy at Belfast, whereas Fournier is gonna retain his sort of number one D-man type slot. Although it was a seriously good year for him. And uh, I'd be surprised if he repeats that exactly. But at the same time, I don't think Lake's going to be your number one points man for Belfast. And he would really have to be to, to put up that return again. So, albeit I think he'll do well there because he'll be playing with better players and whatever else he won't be the main man and so 
for me, I'm going to answer Fournier's more likely. Although it's it would be tough even then. Yeah, no, that's good good reasoning there. Uh, can't really fault that. Um. <clears throat> okay. Are you okay for another one then? How many? How many more yeah, have sure. you got? Uh, I've got another. I've got another four here. All right. Okay. Well, we'll just go through them. Um, right. So my next one to you is, what's more likely, Fitzy and Pete Russell to have good first seasons? Uh, Pete Russell. When I say first season, I mean not in this league. Yeah. Uh, so what's more likely, the two of them to have good first seasons, or the two of them to have? Poor first seasons. <laughs> I guess you could kind of twist that a wee bit to uh, who's more likely to have the better season type thing, but answer how you. Yeah, how no, you it's, want. It's, it's more interesting this way. Um, I don't know, given Fitzy's a rookie uh, as a manager, um, and obviously Pete Russell's sort of want to. To test himself in Europe, but it hasn't really done it at, at that higher level. I think they'll both have reasonable seasons, so I think they'll be reasonably good. Right. Okay. Um, I just I, I can see that happening more than more than them not having a good season. Uh, just sort of looking at it fits in, you know. Um, the way he gets players to buy in um, when he was captain and stuff like that. So I can see that sort of transferring. Uh, and, you know, sort of judging by the signings that we've, that we've brought in so far, they all seem to be, uh, you know, really hard-working players. Um, so I think, you know, I think you'll get 100% uh, out of each of the players. So I think, you know, I, I think it'll be a reasonable season that probably echo what we had last year and I think that would be uh, you know I think that would be really good that's well that, that would be good I think definitely yeah take that um, although I'd prefer it to be a bit more spread out as opposed to being really bad unbelievably good and then very bad again I'd rather see <laughs> yeah, a bit right. more consistency but um, okay, not good answer. Right, <clears throat> time for clan players. Okay. So what's more likely? Tyson Wilson returns or Jared Hansen returns? Just that straight up. Hansen. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right there, but just um, so I think it's just gonna wad in mind with Willie Tamer, obviously. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. I just, I've got a feeling that Wilson's a one-season wonder type guy. Okay. Whereas Hansen, I think I could see him being back. Um, although, maybe less so now, but uh, yeah, Hansen's my answer. Um, Alright. Next up, the... Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Um <laughs> The players who've moved between elite league teams, are the majority of them going to be brilliant 
or are the majority of them going to be not so brilliant? So I'm talking guys like Ben Lake, Drew Shistel, uh, Evan Bloodoff, Blair Riley, etc., etc. Although they're all kind of good players, but um, <laughs> are they all going to? That doesn't mean necessarily they'll do well. So are they all going to be good, or are they all not going to be not so good? From last year. Yeah. Um, I think they'll all be good. I think you know most of them that have, that have moved between teams, uh, you know, seem to be really good players and, and had really good years last year. Um, I can't. I mean, I can't actually think of any sort of spring to mind that you would say that's probably a bad fit, or mm-hmm. uh, I can't really see that working out too well. But um, I think for the most part. Most of them will, will have another good year, because uh, you know part part of the thing is uh, that obviously if if a player has a good season, then you know a, a lot of other teams around the league will uh, sort of inquire about them and, and perhaps make them a better a better offer than uh, than their current team. So uh, you know I think you can look at it from that point of view as well. So I, I think the will go on to have another good year. Yeah, I just thought of that because it, there's a lot of players that have gone between teams this year. Um, yeah. And it just, you know, it's, it's just because they're good players, there's no real guarantee of success. Um, but yeah, like you look at like Riley and even Brendan Connolly, it's hard to imagine them not doing well. So, um, no, fair enough, I think. I'd probably agree if you were to ask me that. Yeah, no, that was a good one. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, this is kind of verging on... <laughs> kind of verging on the banner stages, but not, okay. not really. Is this your penultimate question? Uh, no, I've got three more. After this? No, two more after right, this. Okay, okay. Um, so this one is, what's more likely? Clan make the playoff final weekend? Uh, or Dundee make the playoffs outright <laughs> oh, I, I've got similar ones to this um, <laughs> my, my quick answer is unfortunately Dundee make the playoffs outright Oof. And I think that's probably fair and it's not good to say it doesn't feel good but we've just got a shocking playoff record yeah. And Dundee, okay, they're, they're normally one of the the kind of weaker teams in the league, but there's been a lot of, um, you know, it's been a, a lot more even recently. And you tend to find with Dundee that they're never really far off. And in fact, they've made a better fist of the playoffs than we have uh, recently. So um, yeah. for me, I've got to say Dundee there. Sadly. Um, yeah, no, I, I would probably agree with that. I think, you know, just uh, looking at last year as well, the amount of games that Dundee lost in overtime, uh, you know, even if they'd picked up a couple of points from those, that would have done it and they probably they would have been in the playoffs then. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, I'm kind of getting to the banter list, but I'll keep off it just for one or two more. Right. Um, 
and this is this is not banter at all, actually. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> is our penalty count collectively going to go up or down this year under Fixie? I think it's going to go up. I think it's going to go up on last year. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I think you know, Winden Springer's probably going to contribute quite a lot to that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking of sort of balancing off the. The loss of Connolly, but the gain of Springer. The loss of Fitzy, but the mm. the gain of guys like Laporte and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I think you know, sad collectively, I think other guys that we've brought in uh, might make that up. Um, I think there's one other guy you would say outright, other than Springer, would be. I was going to say, oh, I'd try to say something nicer than say a goon, but that kind of that kind of hockey term. So I don't. I think it's probably going to go up, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it will be by much, but I think it will go up because I think we're quite well disciplined overall. Yeah. Uh, maybe not at the start of the season, but certainly uh, as the season went on, uh, I felt like we were more disciplined. Yeah. No, good answer again. Right, a uh, couple left here, so it's time for. Time for some banner. Okay. What's more likely? Matthew Wah has the best beard or Fitzy has the best beard? I think Wah's more likely to have the best beard because I think Fitzy will be too too stressed out with the coaching <laughs> that he won't have the same sort of time and commitment that maybe he usually does to it. Whereas right. being a, a player, although maybe in a more a leadership role, I think you've got more time to to concentrate on stuff like that. And for that reason, I think it's got to be Wazzy with a beard over Fitzy. I think Fitzy will end up with more of a a sort of fuzzy type look. Although saying that, given they'll have to sharpen up on the bench, maybe a couple of couple of trendy outfits and the like actually could go the other way so that's not that's not really a, an easy answer but I'm going to go for the player this time ok have I got any anything semi-serious still yeah I do actually yeah. ok I like, quite like this one actually I quite like most of the ones I wrote Matt Haywood's testimonial what's more likely are we going to be looking at the players going I wish they hadn't left. Or are we going to be looking at them going, thank fuck they retired? <laughs> uh, I guess it depends who's playing. Because we still don't really know. I know, I know it does, yeah. Um, other than, you know, Kyle Jones has been pretty vocal about it. So I'd assume he would be, he would be back. Uh, other guys that... Might play, uh, you know, might might still be playing as well. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a difficult one. I think there'll be some players that you would say, "I wish we still had them," and there'll be some players that you know you're sort of glad they, sort of glad that they're not there anymore. But that could just be down to to sort of fitness levels and stuff. Yeah, I know it's going to be offset by guys not playing anymore and uh, not being up to the usual level, but. Um, I think there will be a, a lot of that. Um, although the the chances of bringing back 
than not so good players um, is, is less likely I think so so maybe hopefully it'll be more of uh, I remember him in a positive way yeah um, right okay this is my last one then okay so what's more likely Cardiff win the league or Fife have the worst social media output <laughs> I think it's more likely that mm, see it's not it's, no it's not because things like that uh, goatee announcement is the sort of incident that will push them into improving it so maybe they won't have the worst but uh, yeah okay I think it's more likely that oh no <laughs> do you know what I, I still think it's more likely Cardiff will win the league I think Fife are going to gonna have to change yeah. and there are a couple of clubs there that are sort of real sleeping giants on social media uh, yeah, no, I know, I know. And sometimes, sometimes you kind of wish Clamber also. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, just no need to tweet as much shit half the time, but. No, I know. Yeah. I I think certainly yeah a lot of the time there's so much excess from Clan that it gets annoying, but the I I think it's fair to say they do they do emphasise social media whether it's good or bad Clan so. Yeah. yeah, they'll never be short of a presence on social media, um, but that can work both ways. So, yeah, we'll see. Right, I'll just to to finish us off. I'll just fire the the one the other ones I had. I've discovered a couple more serious ones, so they'll be intertwined with banter. Right, what's more likely, Manchester to be involved in a huge brawl? Or Dundee to lose greater than fifty percent of the penalty shootouts that they're involved in. <laughs> uh, I think it's more likely that Manchester will be in at least one mass brawl during the season because I think it's going to. I think they're going to be poorer than they were uh, last season, which is saying some. But yeah. I feel like you know they've they've lost a, a couple of key players. Um, you know, obviously we mentioned Mike Hammond, but uh, a couple of other guys as well. Uh, so I think they're going to really struggle this year. And I think frustrations are going to boil over at some at some point. Yeah, and I actually related to that one of my other questions. Yeah, who's more likely to lose it in an incident? On the Fife bench, Fitzy or Finnerty? <laughs> That's a good one, actually. Now that they're both coaches, because we've seen countless stuff happening behind with that Fife bench uh, and the whole debate about there being no plexi and all that, but who's more likely to just lose it at one point? That is a good one. Finnerty has done it. It has lost it before. It's not to the extent where he's actually physically fighting with something. But yeah, to be honest, I don't really see Fitzy doing that. I don't really see him doing that either. Uh, in the position that he's in now, I think if he was a player, he would. Uh, I don't think he'd have any qualms about doing it. But 
um, when you're the coach, you know, it's, it's more set of responsibility and I think he's, I think he knows that now as well. Um, so for me, I would say it's probably more likely that Finnerney will do something because we've seen him have wee sort of scuffles before as a coach. Yeah. And Fitz, he's kind of an unknown at this point. Yeah. Yeah, but it is, it's, there's potential there. Um, yeah, right. that's a good one. What's more likely, Clan lose in the playoff quarter final or Nottingham have a a terrible Christmas period? <laughs> Again, both very likely to happen. I still think it's more likely that Clan lose in the playoffs. Yep, okay. That's um, pretty negative, hasn't it really been? But... Yeah, no, I know, but it just. I feel like Nottingham are building a, they're building a different team now. Uh, this year, you know. Uh, yeah, different. Not your sort of usual kind of big name guys throughout the team, but it's sort of more balanced look. Uh, and obviously Tim Wallace there as well, and and uh, Dissett. So you know, it's a, a different regime and stuff. And obviously, it's the same, a different regime for us. But there's just that, it's just that sort of lingering feeling that's yeah. sort of been. Transcendent throughout, uh, pretty much. I know as soon as we get there once, I think the, the hoodoo will be lifted, but um, we'll see. Maybe this is here. Um, right, a, a quite a serious one. Um, who's going to score more goals, Matt Becker or Matthew Wa? Matt Becker, I think, still um, probably more known for his goal scoring uh, than Wa. Uh, could be closer than, than you would think, maybe. Um, but I think Becker will, will edge out in, on the goal-scoring front because uh, I think he's just that type of player. Uh, so every season seems to seems to score quite a lot of goals. Yeah, good point. I think I'd probably agree that he'll maybe just sneak it. Um, but, I mean, buzzing to have them both. Um, yep. What's more likely, Shane Owen to have peg issues with the Nets at Brayhead or Clan to win in a televised game? <laughs> uh, don't really know what the situation is with the, the TV stuff. Yeah, um, I know, so I know that's what? definitely for another podcast. Well, yeah, that's true. As- assuming that, that there is at least two televised clan games. No, right, okay. It's, I'm still saying I'm saying it's more likely that Shane Owen's gonna have peg problems. <laughs> yeah. Nah, probably right. Yeah, I can just like that just basically happens all the time. And obviously there'll be there'll be more games uh that Belfast play at Brayhead. Is that right? They play more it twice they it will still be it will be the same number of times as as everywhere that since they they've kind of scrapped the conference type thing and um, mm-hmm. so i think it's three and three no okay i think it's three home three away for everyone so plus a challenge cup yeah exactly well we've got them yeah so um so that'll be four so you're four games against Belfast at Brayhead over a, over two games on TV. So I think it's more it's more likely that Shane Owen's gonna 
going to have big problems. <laughs> big problems, yeah. <laughs> um, I've actually got two kind of semi-serious ones, one of which was about uh, elite league players in Europe, but we kind of semi-covered that, but just a catch-all quickly, one word. Um, okay. Are the majority of elite league players who've gone to Europe going to do well or going to do badly? I think they're going to do well. Okay, good, that's positive. Finally, is it more likely that this is this is kind of serious as well, so lending a more serious note. Fife find a decent keeper or Dundee find some good uni talent? Um, I think you would, you would have to say Dundee uh, because they've, they've already done that and, and Fife although have have done that uh, in seasons gone past are still without a netminder at this point um, I don't really know what the case was at this, at this point last year with Fife uh, I can't remember when when they signed on again but yeah I'd have to look back uh, for the time being I would say Dundee yep I agree with that completely. Um, well, that, that's the end of mine. I actually had a couple that were kind of similar to stuff we talked about, so um, yeah. no point really going over them. But um, that was, I think, a good a good wee session there. Um, yeah, it was quite a lot of good discussion. Can um, revisit that during the season as well. Yep, yeah, I we think as we've said over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully we'll get the final touches on the roster and stuff and most teams will be complete so we'll have an idea of where we're standing with lines and things like that so we'll discuss that nearer the time. Um, but yeah, for now I think looking good and positive signs. Yeah, definitely. Um, one other thing. Yeah. Episode 52. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. I actually did look this up. Right, so... It's now uh, Nottingham Panthers director of hockey. Correct. Guillaume Doucette, who was clan's only number 52. Yep, I had a wee quick look myself earlier on. Uh, I wasn't sure, I couldn't remember any other ones, but I had to check to make sure. And a good player he was as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Without a doubt. Point yeah. of game. Yeah, for sure. A good elite league player and see how he does in a, a board kind of position. Um, hopefully he's not bored. Uh, so, yes, as ever, I guess thanks for everyone for turning up and we will be back next time with some more sport and, well, this time it was only really ice hockey, wasn't it? But depending on, depending on the way it goes, more nonsense and more sport uh, as good as ever indeed we'll speak to you eh? cheers